Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. A blessed new year to all of you. I believe that many of us are very happy that 2020 is finally over. That has been a very tough year for many of us, and we cannot wait to bounce back this year, 2021. But as much as we are all excited on what this new year has in store for us, there's still a shadow of fear looming over all of us. We all know that a new year comes with new opportunities, but also new challenges as well. And not to mention that the problems of last year are still not over. The world is still under a state of pandemic. And, and even though there are vaccines already developed, many of us are still doubtful of its safety and effectivity. And some of us will be facing this year with significant changes. Having changed jobs, or having closed a business, or even having lost a loved one. This year will be the first whole year they will be living their lives differently. And it is a very scary feeling, believe me. Now, you might be thinking, why is Pastor Brian starting his first sermon of the year 2021 on such a grim note? So negative and full of despair. Shouldn't he be more hopeful and encouraging instead? Medyo positive naman, Pastor Brian. Well, it is because of our new series, um, our new series which started on such a gloomy note as well. But as we will find out soon, it follows full of hope. And that is the book of Joshua. So join me as we read Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 19. Let's open our Bibles and read it together. Joshua chapter 1 verse 1 to 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. 
Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. May God bless the reading of His Word. My title for today is Strength and Courage to the End of Age. The book of Joshua was part of the Hebrew Scriptures to tell the Israelite the theological significance of how they settled in the land of Canaan. This book highlights the fulfillment of God's promise to the Israelites to give them the land of Canaan. And the story of the fulfillment of this promise starts with the death of their leader, Moses. One promise and a funeral. So as you can see, just like us, the Israelites are also at the start of a new journey filled with enormous challenges. They are to conquer a new land with a change of leadership. Moses, who, have led through, who has led them through Egypt and 40 years in the wilderness, has died. And this was no minor bump in the road. It was a big one and an even bigger one for his second-in-command, Joshua. I remember back in 2006, when my mom passed away. Many of you know that my dad passed away early in my life, and so it was my mom who took care of everything in our family. So imagine how I felt when she passed away back in 2006. I now have to take the lead in our family at the age of 21, fresh to adulthood. I have to learn to take care of all the house matters, including taking care of my sister and my grandparents. And let me tell you, it was a tough and scary year for me. It was the same kind of pressure for Joshua, but even tougher. I only have to lead my family. Joshua has to lead the whole Israelite nation and lead them in conquering a foreign land. Imagine that. But despite the loss of their leader, God told Joshua that he will fulfill his promise to give them the land of Canaan. In Joshua 1 verse 2 to 3, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, into the land I have given to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I have promised Moses. You see, God has already fulfilled the first two of his promises to Abraham at this point. The first promise is the promise of blessing. When God blessed the Israelites as they plundered the Egyptians, he fulfilled it. And the second promise is to make him into a great nation, which they are now, because they grew in number as they were in Egypt. So now, God will fulfill the third part of his promise, to give them the land of Canaan. And God will be the one to do it. But he has only one command for Joshua, one command, one important command. So important that God mentioned it three times. And what is it? Be strong and courageous. 
Be strong and courageous. Only be very strong and courageous. Three times God says it. Wow, so easy. Isa lang? Just one? Be strong and courageous? But what does the Lord mean when He commands Joshua to be strong and courageous? And how can Joshua find strength and courage in the situation he's in? Well, the Lord covered this command with a promise. In the beginning and at the end of his command, he says in Joshua 1 verse 5, Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. And at the end, in verse 9, he says, The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, just like Joshua, God wants us to be strong and courageous as we face this new year. And the Lord is teaching Joshua and us this important truth. That strength and courage come from knowing that our Lord is with us always to the end of age. Strength and courage come from knowing that our Lord is with us always to the end of age. So, brothers and sisters, with this in mind, let us continue to explore what God meant when He commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous. And hopefully, we will also learn to be strong and courageous as we face the year 2021. So, what does God mean when He commands Joshua to be strong and courageous? Let's go to verse 6. It says, Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. God wants Joshua to be strong and courageous. How? By leading the Israelites into the promised land. God wants Joshua to lead. Be strong and courageous. Lead. Now, if you have read through the first five books of the Bible the ones before the book of Joshua, you would know already that this was no simple task. This was a mammoth task because the Israelites were not an easy people to lead. We already caught a glimpse of it when we went through the book of Exodus. Remember in Exodus uh, um, chapter 32 when the people built a golden calf? What did the Lord say of them? In Exodus 32, verse 9, let me remind everyone. He said, he said, And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Stiff-necked is a metaphor for stubborn and disobedient. In Tagalog, matigas ang ulo. And nobody wants to deal with matitigas ang ulo. Right? God mentioned this description a few more times again in the next few chapters and many times in the book of Numbers, a stiff-necked people regarding the Israelites. In fact, the Israelites were the reason why Moses was disqualified from entering the promised land. Because of Moses' frustration with the complaints of the Israelites, he disobeyed God. He struck, he struck the rock twice to produce water instead of just simply commanding the rock to do so as the Lord commanded him to do. And so, what happened is that God punished him for that. And the punishment is that he cannot enter the promised land. And so he died before entering the promised land. 
talk about occupational hazard. So this task was now passed on to Joshua, and he must lead this stubborn people into the promised land. This is what God meant when he commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous. God wants Joshua to do the task he assigned him to do. No matter how big or small this task is, no matter how challenging or easy it is, Joshua must be strong and courageous by following what God wants him to do. And God wants to use Joshua to fulfill his promise to give the Israelites the land of Canaan, to lead them to the promised land. Brothers and sisters, to be strong and courageous means to follow what God calls us to do. To be strong and courageous means to follow what God calls us to do. Whatever the situation may be, whatever the conditions are, however daunting it may be, we follow Him. And what is it that God calls us to do today? Let me tell you, just like Joshua, God is also calling us to lead. Lead? Who are we to lead and where are we going to lead them? See, just as Joshua was called to lead the Israelites into the promised land, God is calling us to lead the people to His promised Son, Jesus Christ. For just as God commissioned Joshua, Jesus commissioned His disciples. In Acts 1 verse 8, before He ascended to heaven, He says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. This is our God-given task. We must lead our family, our friends, our colleagues, our classmates, our neighbors to Christ. We must tell them the good news. And I know this is not an easy task. Why? We are afraid to be rejected or be laughed at, or sometimes that we may do it wrongly. But God promises to give us the power from the Holy Spirit. Just as He promised Joshua that He will be the one to give them the land, God promised that He will be with us through the Holy Spirit. Our job is simply to tell the people about Jesus, who He is and what He has done. And God will be the one to work in the hearts of the people. So, brothers and sisters, how are we to live strongly and courageously this 2021? By doing what God calls us to do. And that is to continue to lead others to Christ. No matter the situation may be, with or without vaccine, through Zoom or maybe by phone call, whether we are rejected or laughed at, we are called to be strong and courageous, following what He calls us to do, leading the people to His promised Son. And our Lord promises to be with us wherever we may go to the end of age. So, brothers and sisters, let us be strong and courageous and lead others to Christ. And let us remember that strength and courage come from knowing that our Lord is with us always to the end of age. 
He is with us always to the end of age. Let us continue to understand what it means to be strong and courageous. Let's look at verse 7. God says to Joshua, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. What does it mean to be strong and courageous in God's eyes? For God, it doesn't mean to be strong physically and be ready to fight, just like our world understands strength and courage. Instead, to be strong and courageous for God means to always be ready and careful to obey God's word. Be strong and courageous. Obey. That is what God is telling Joshua. And the Lord tells Joshua that in his quest to lead the people into the promised land, one thing is necessary, and that is Joshua's absolute submission to God's law. Absolute submission. This is the same law that Moses received from God in Mount Sinai and given to the people. And the laws were restated to the people in the book of Deuteronomy. It was repeated so we know how important it is. These are the laws that stipulate, God, stipulate God's covenant relationship with Israel. And Joshua's number one priority as the new leader of Israel is to lead the people in upholding these laws. He must be careful not to deviate from it even for just a bit. Why? For the blessings and the provision of God comes from full obedience to these covenant laws both during their conquest of and settlement in the promised land. So even as they already live, they are already living in the promised land, they should continue to observe them carefully. You see, God's laws are not just there to be their guide in life. It is to be their life. You know, before my mom passed away, she told me she prepared a Word document for me and saved it in our computer. She told me that in the event that she passed away, that I should read it carefully. And I remember during that time, I was telling her that, Ma, there's no need for such a thing, for I was so sure that she will be well again. So I did not read it before. But when she passed away, I have to read it. I opened the file, and there she left me all the instructions with regards our house, our car, all our important documents, our passports, our insurance policies, everything I need to know. She even wrote there the funeral arrangements she has already prepared for herself. She has prepared everything for me. She gave me a list of people to thank for their help throughout the years. And in the end, she reminded me to take good care of my sister and my grandparents and that God will always be there to take care of me even when she was already gone. You know, that document meant the world to me. It made me realize how much my mom loves me. And it helped me face the difficult year ahead with confidence. It's just like with God's Word. But you know, what we have in God's Word is so much better. 
God's words are not merely instructions to follow during His absence. His words are a constant reminder and proof to us that He is always present. Let me repeat this. God's words are not merely instructions to follow during His absence. His words are a constant reminder and proof that He is always present. Obeying God's word is tantamount to following God. You can never say you are a follower of God if you don't accept His word, which is the Bible. But sadly, there are so many people who publicly profess that they are God-fearing Christians, but they do not adhere themselves to God's word. They say they believe the God of the Bible, but they do not believe what the Bible says. Or others simply don't care. But let us remember this. For the Lord, to be strong and courageous means to be in complete submission to God's word. To be strong and courageous means to be in complete submission to God's word, which is the Holy Scriptures. And just like Joshua, we must not lose our focus from it. We must be careful to obey God's word fully and not to deviate from it even for just a bit. God instructs Joshua this very carefully. Why? For just like a pilot flying a plane, if you deviate from course even just one degree, one degree lang, from where you're heading, it might not seem, seem much in the beginning, but in the long run, it will bring you farther and farther away from your destination. That's why we need to be careful to obey it. That is why we give our utmost priority to God's Word, especially in our pulpit ministry. We want to fully obey what God is telling us. So instead of focusing more on topics that might tickle our momentarily, momentary interests, the pastoral team decides to focus more instead on what God wants to tell us in His Word. That is why our goal to preach, that is why it is our goal to preach through, through all the books of the Bible be, before we reach our 100th anniversary. Because we want us to be strong and courageous in knowing and obeying God's word. And this should not only be the case when we attend church. In Joshua 1 verse 8, it says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and that you will have good success. This means... We should also immerse ourselves in God's Word even in our personal time. That is why our senior pastor, Chaboksu, challenged us last week to follow our Bible reading plan and also have our daily devotion with God, our quiet time with God. And also, when we meet with our small groups, let's also study the Bible together. And of course, God's word should not only remain in our heads, but we must obey everything we learn from it. For that is what it means to be strong and courageous. That is what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Brothers and sisters, God's words are not merely instructions that we need to follow during his absence. His word is a constant reminder and proof to us that he is 
present. God's Word is not merely our guide to life. It is our life. That is why to be strong and courageous means to be in complete submission to God's Word. Why? For strength and courage come from knowing that our Lord is with us always to the end of age. And the Bible reminds us of that wonderful truth that He is always with us to the end of age. So, quick review. What does it mean to be strong and courageous? First, to be strong and courageous is to follow what God calls us to do. And that is to lead, to lead others to Christ. Second, to be strong and courageous is to be in complete submission to God. Complete submission to God's Word. And the last one is found in chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God commands Joshua to be strong and courageous by not being afraid nor dismayed. What does God mean here? Do not be afraid. That, that it is wrong to feel afraid? Isn't it normal to feel afraid? Yes, it's normal to feel fear. In fact, God's Word tells us to fear the Lord, and that is the beginning of wisdom. But the thing is, with, but the thing is with fear is that Many times, we let fear cripple us. We let our fear cripple us to the point of disobedience. This is what happened to the Israelites in the book of Numbers. When God commanded the Israelites to enter the promised land, what did they do? They refused. They wanted to go back to Egypt. Why? Because they were frightened of the reports of the ten spies that uh, that came back, that they seemed like grasshoppers waiting to be crushed by the Canaanites. Because of this, they did not obey God. And because of this, the Lord punished them by letting them wander in the desert for 40 years because they lived in fear to the point of disobedience. And now that they are entering Canaan, there are more enemies. They are to fight and destroy all the Canaanite cities in order for them to occupy the promised land. There will be lots more enemies going against them, more reasons to be afraid. And of course, there is the possibility once again that the Israelites will turn back in fear. And that is why God commands Joshua to be strong and courageous, to trust in God instead of living in fear and disobedience. In spite of the threat that awaits them, it is important that they trust God and fight instead of turning back in fear. You know, this reality is not only true for the Israelites, but also for us today. Many times we choose to disobey God, to, to, to disobey what God calls us to do because our fear cripples us from trusting and obeying God. Example, when God calls us to give, we don't. Because we're afraid that when we give, there might not be enough left for our own needs. When God calls us to go, we don't. 
because we are afraid of the risk that we might be facing. When God calls us to serve or to share the gospel or to make disciples, we don't because we are afraid of our own inadequacies. You see, let me tell you the problem. The problem is that many of us think that when God calls us to do something, we are taking a leap of faith. When God calls us to do something, we think we are taking a leap of faith. We have this misconception that obeying God is like God telling us to walk in a tightrope. Let me mean tightrope, where you need to balance or else you will fall. We have the, this misconception that obeying God is like walking on a tightrope, where we need to simply trust in Him and He will not let us fall. But for me, this is a completely wrong picture. Because following God is not like walking on a tight rope. You see, He will never lead us through a tight rope and endanger us. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you this. When we follow God, we are walking on solid ground. When we, are, when we follow God, we are walking on solid ground. Do me a favor. If you're sitting on your bed or sitting on the couch or on the chair, can you please stand? For a while, stand where you are and then try to stomp the floor. Stomp it or maybe jump. Have you done it? Well, that is what it means to be on solid ground. And when we follow God, we are walking on solid ground. When we follow God, there's no need to be afraid because we are walking on solid ground. He leads us through green pastures and still waters. And even if it seems like we are in a valley of shadow of death, no harm can befall us. Why? Because His staff and His rod are there protecting us. Even COVID-19 has nothing against us. Because even if our bodies fall, our life is safe in His hands. That is why God commands Joshua and all of us to be strong and courageous, to trust in Him instead of living in fear and disobedience. Why? Because He is always with us. He is always with us. God charged Joshua three times to be strong and courageous, leading the Israelites into the promised land, obeying His laws completely and not to be afraid. And God wraps this promise, this, uh, this command, with His promised presence. God promised Joshua that He will be with him. He will not leave him nor forsake him. Uh, he will be there wherever Joshua goes. And that is why I keep telling all of us that strength and courage come from knowing that our Lord is with us always to the end of age. Strength and courage come from knowing that our Lord is with us always to the end of age. And you know what? The best thing is the same God who gave this charge and promise to Joshua also gave the same charge and promise to us. Let me read to you Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. I am with you always to the end of age. You see, brothers and sisters, the God of Joshua, who called him to be strong and courageous, came down from heaven to earth to prove to us that he is with us. And we are reminded of this every year, at the end of the year, every Christmas. We are reminded that God is with us, Emmanuel, and that to ready us for the new year ahead so that we can face the new year with strength and courage because we are reminded that God came and is with us. And through Him, we can enter the kingdom of God because He gave His, own, His life on the cross for us and then rose up from the dead on the third day to give those who trust in Him victory over death so that we will not have anything to fear. And just like he commanded Joshua to be strong and courageous and lead the Israelites to the promised land, he charges us as well to be strong and courageous and lead others to him, the promised son. Just as he charged Joshua to be strong and courageous and obey his word, he also charged us also to obey and teach others to obey everything he commands us to do. And just as he charged Joshua to be strong and courageous, to trust him and not be afraid, he also charged us not to fear, but instead trust in his authority. And just as he promised that he will always be with Joshua, he promised us that he, is, he will be with us to the end of age. Strength comes Strength comes from knowing that our Lord Jesus Christ is with us always to the end of age. Brothers and sisters, do you need strength and courage to face 2021? Let me remind you once again where you can find it. Strength and courage come from knowing that our Lord Jesus Christ is with us always to the end of age. So brothers and sisters, UECP, let us be strong and courageous. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we just want to give thanks for this new year. And these, indeed, this new year comes with hope, but at the same time it comes with unseen challenges. But Lord, we will not fear. We will continue to obey. We will follow what you call us to do, we will be strong and courageous because we know that you are with us always to the end of age. Father, I pray that for the rest of the year, as we face uphill and downhill challenges, problems, and hardships, help us to find strength and courage from reading our Bibles, being reminded that you are always there for us, Give us strength and courage from knowing that you are with us as we follow and obey what you call us to do. And Lord, we know that there are so many things to be afraid of, 
But Lord, we choose to trust in you that you will lead us into victory just as you have led us to victory through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, we have life. So Lord, we start this new journey of 2021 with strength and courage because we know that you are always with us to the end of age. This we pray in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen.